bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And it's the first regular weed podcast of Money 20. Oh, happy Money 20. Happy <laughs> Money 20. What song is that? I don't know. Happy. <laughs> I, was, I had a tune in my head and it came out all wrong. Was it like, happy? Happy money twenty, happy happy money twenty, happy oh, no, money twenty. That's from Happy That's Birthday. That's a good one. Mm. Happy money twenty, happy What's money twenty to you. <laughs> you. What was that? Money I don't know. Well, I want to thank everyone for all their gifts, and I have used every tissue. I'm going to say we. Uh, I think you can say we. A mystery box of tissues showed up here that we still don't know who that came from. And then Ange sent care packages with cylindrical tissues. Every fucking tissue has been used. I don't know <laughs> what's going on, but we hung up um, Jennifer Kalanya's JMB. We've hung up Sasha Flick's um, The Den uh, yes. Confession in the Den plate or whatever yeah. that's it's uh-huh. called something in the den. Yeah, confessions in the den. Um, you are wearing mm-hmm. a gift that we will get to. Yep. I used Gemma's sleeping eye warming eye patch last I night. I feel like we're 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 babies apparently and can only survive on like, <laughs> our mommy and daddy's fucking goodwill the level of the tissues though i mean so thank you everyone it's been such a treat such a nice we have the cow we also have Gemma's calendar hung up that's hung up the um, celebrities the ramen. in ramen yeah celebrities in ramen yeah um so the judgment is fucking like soup's awesome john you remember when you came in here and you were like oh my god yeah it's impressive it's impressive yanni saw the bulletin board the funny thing is yanni saw it last year when at your old place and i guess it's bigger now that's for sure we haven't gotten to the ton sisters we've been calling them the ton sisters (laughs) for three years now it's the ton sisters they gave us lebowski some um artisanal lebowski wonderments and we're getting those professionally framed but we Mm -hmm. do see them Paris and Jennifer Tun. Right. So Zina Salim. We're going to assume her last name is Salim because and we've also been calling that Salem. And all of a sudden I was like, I think that might be Salim because she sent us her sexy ass pick with the tatas on fleek <laughs> and the cleavage on flock. So um, we're going to put that immediately on the drug den bulletin board front and center with Zina is a 
one of the 14 from way back. She's a $2 patron, longtime listener, so supportive. Bitch loves Cardi B. She loves Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. We know. We know Zena. We see her and we know her. (laughs) She sent us her pick. I'm so happy. And you know what? Here's the thing. Okay. I always get Zena mixed up Mm -hmm. with Bridget Jenis. Bridget Jenis is the one who won the The Cardi B pork rind. Mm -hmm. Now, it's probably because Bridget Jenis also loves Cardi B and because Bridget Jenis has the same amount of syllables as Zena Salim. Now, I also get them mixed up with Laura Muller because Laura Muller is from South Carolina. Zena's from North Carolina. Also the same amount of syllables. Laura Miller is the one who did, I think, lose her home temporarily in those South Carolina storms. And was the first one to send us anything in record time. She sent us a ginormous bag of fireballs 24 hours after we declared (laughs) October Baltober. (laughs) I mean, literally, I don't know if an Amazon drone dropped that at at the door, but it was like, whoa, there was fireballs at the door. Yeah. So now Zena will never be mistaken for Bridget or Laura because why? Because they're they're I don't know why. Because we have our picture, bitch. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got the tatas right. on flock. Right. That's why. That's why. Right. 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 Because right. the tatas on flock. Right. We, right. I can recognize Leave those boobs. On fleek. That's right. We will recognize the titties. Bar none. I don't care what st- city we're in. I'm gonna be like, there's Zena. I'll recognize his titties anywhere. Yeah. So, Meow Meow, read her lovely note. Okay. Dear J and B, where do I even begin? Ah, yes. <laughs> I see the tatas on flock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where do I even begin? I'm so obsessed with you guys that it's borderline creepy. Your humor and friendship has helped me through some tough times these last few years, and I'm not sure if I could ever thank you enough for that. I'm currently in nursing school, a.k.a. literal fucking hell. But the one thing I can always count on to put me in a better mood and ease the stress of life are your podcasts that I listen to on repeat. I'm a $2 Patreon member because I literally cannot get enough of you two. I live in bumfuck Eastern North Carolina, where it's literally 99% conservative, and I'm the one liberal snowflake frolicking my way through life and pissing off everyone around me with my very obnoxious opinions. (laughs) I love getting my info from DGP, because I get a good laugh along with it, which is pretty hard when the actual spawns of Satan are currently leading our country into the ground. So thank you for always putting a smile on my face. I love you guys. Zena, one of the proud 14. P.S. I hope you enjoy the copious amounts of cleavage in the attached picture. We do. We do. <laughs> if you don't find a way to get the cleavage rocking in your scrubs, I don't know what's going to happen to the patients over there in whatever North Carolina hospital you are going to be gracing with your beauty. We love you, Zena. We love that note. We love your pick. That's all we want. That's all we want. That and Kleenex, if I'm being honest. You know, uh, the name of your, I'm going to call it chapter two of uh, your book. Uh-huh. Kleenex and Cleavage. <laughs> That's what right. What do you think about that? That is Right. I can hear the nasally sound of my voice. and it's I can hear the nasally sound of my voice. Good. I can't hear it in yours. You can't? No. Well, I can't hear it in yours. Okay, thank God. So, Sally Jones, meow meow. We've been hanging on to this little ditty since prior to the new year because it falls right in line with our New Year's theme. Yeah. Now, as you guys know, Money 20 is our New Year's theme. Mm-hmm. But 
the podcast goal of 2020, we have a specific podcast goal. Now, the, the mission statement, if you will. Right. The, the, the goal, the intention. That's right. The intention. So Sally Jones sent us a long typed. She used a font as if it were a typewriter. Woo! I'm not exactly convinced that it, it wasn't. Does Sally Jones have a word proce- processor out there in Kentucky? She just might. Now, she sent us a long letter and it is really dope. The photo that she sent, because she knows the fucking rule called <laughs> don't be sending anything over here without your picture, is her drunk singing Bon Jovi <laughs> and her wife behind her who doesn't listen to the podcast drunk being sweet hugging her <laughs> so good. it's a gr- it's so awesome it's a great picture it really is it's perfect for our thing it's lesbo central it's one <laughs> sweet needy wife and one being like I'm performing now <laughs> like, I love how she's just like the wife in back literally looks like she's has being a lullaby is being sung. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Bon you know Jovi I mean? being belted. Yeah. And it's so great. She's just like so in love. Yeah. It's so cute. Um, the picture is great. So Sally lives in Kentucky, which if Zena thinks she's got it bad in North Cat and North Care. Ain't nobody got it worse than they yeah. got it in Kentucky. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Like they are it they feel in Kentucky the way Americans feel traveling anywhere. Exactly. Good one. It's like Kentucky ends go anywhere and everyone's like, oh, oh God. God, thanks oh, a lot, everyone. Right. So they for those of you that don't know, they have elected for 900 years Mitch McConnell as their senator. He is the speaker. Uh, he's the Senate majority leader. And he a little update on him. He every year has the lowest approval rating from any senator in any state. The lowest. The other fuckface senator from there is an independent or libertarian, Rand Paul. Well, he's a libertarian. He's a libertarian. But I think he's, I think, yeah, 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 he, yeah. He's a registered libertarian. Yes, yes. Oh, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. That's and where you, that's Democrats that just don't want to pay for anyone. That's basically called money grubbing Democrats is what libertarians yeah, are. Yeah. So Kentucky is just filled with a bunch of assholes. And I think the people that aren't assholes, the majority of them don't vote. Right. So Sally Jones is here to start the education campaign. We know we started it. She's here to continue it. Her letter was about that. It wasn't quite enough about how wonderful we are. (laughs) She she did say, though, that she watched Vanderpump. She forced her wife to watch Vanderpump. And um, she loves the podcast and that she was in a really dark place when she started listening and that we helped her. And we love you, Sally, and we want you to know. Kentucky is our mission statement. Yeah. Really, our mission statement for the year is going after millennials and younger people who are registered independent or right. and people who consider themselves libertarian. And we want to go on as many podcasts as we can. However, we can get our message to people. Yes, to register to vote Democrat. Register Democrat. Democrat. We have to get the only way to get Trump out. You can't be doing third parties. Can't be doing libertarian. Can't be doing Green Party. No. Can't be thinking about all the 
great ways that we're going to change the political system. No. The political revolution. That is not the time. The time is to register Democrat and get the fucking Trump and the fucking administration the fuck on out. And if it wasn't, you guys, and honestly, and we like Bernie too, Zena, we like Bernie now. We're Bernie converts and we really like Bernie now. But if if Julie wasn't dead right about that, then he wouldn't be running on the Democratic ticket. He would be running on an independent ticket, wouldn't he? But there is no third party and the Democratic Party can be the party that we all need and want if we can get the people who are still stuck in, we need a third party. This one's corrupt. No, we can change it back. We can change it back. We can. And it's, it's not to say that the Democratic Party isn't owned by lobbyists and corp- corporate America, too, because the government completely is owned by that because it's run by money. But if we can get people to vote, get people to register Democrat and vote in the primaries, we can take the party back. We can. Yeah. We can. 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 So <laughs> that is our mission statement yes. in a in just a rambling mouthful and it was sally jones she sent us and i want to say that the pinnacles pinnacles yes of our mission statement is kentucky and yes. we are going to go to kentucky yep before the primaries we are it's not even before the 2020 election which is when mitch mcconnell is up for sent mm-hmm. his he's up for his mm-hmm. senate seat mm-hmm. we are going to kentucky we're gonna we are definitely going to drag Brittany cartwright's mother yep down to the local malls with us and we probably are going to drag Brittany Cartwright as well because she is a friend she's from Vanderpump Rules and she's a local celebrity there in Kentucky and we're going to single-handedly take every Vanderpump fan and register them Democrat yeah and we are going to get that motherfucker out and by the way we'll get Rand Paul out too yeah Rand Paul needs to go I mean how many you know how many senators have been beaten up on their front yard <laughs> one and his name is Rand Paul right and it's for a reason not even Mitch McConnell has had his, his ass kicked you know what I'm but saying? Mitch McConnell is the true president if anyone's new here and you don't know about politics that's fine you don't need to know what you need to know is Mitch McConnell is a Senate majority leader he's running everything he's the gatekeeper he's the agent and the boss that will not give you a raise that yeah. will not get you a job that will not get you an audition he's America's worst nightmare Yep. And we want him the fuck out. And Kentucky holds the key to getting holds him out. The key. 400, 400 bills on his desk that he's not taking to the floor to be voted on. He then uses that and says the Democrats aren't doing anything. They're not letting us do anything. He is a liar. He is a cheat. He is a scandal. He is a corrupt. He is a conspiracy. He is a, 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 a sinking ship. He is a bucket of holes. That's right. He is a bucket of holes. That's exactly what he is and not good ones. And... Because we like holes, kind of. Sally sent us Amy McGrath t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Senator McGrath, she was a fighter pilot. She's gonna, She's and we living. are gonna, and believe you me, we're gonna drag her down to the mall too. Because the yep. minute Brittany Cartwright meets someone, for all we know, Brittany's Republican. We don't actually know, Let but me. I know this: Brittany Cartwright does not meet a stranger. She does not meet someone she doesn't like. She's the sweetest, yeah. sweetest, most genuine kid you could ever meet and i know we're going to introduce her to amy mcgrath and we're going to be like guess who your new campaign manager is it's Brittany cartwright <laughs> yep and i'm gonna dike my way around kentucky and be like don't be afraid of it folks don't be afraid of it okay so Time. we're coming for you sally jones so um get your guest room ready okay <laughs> and we will be we'll get our um mall tour ready we're gonna do it and that's this is we really are doing this in 20 we already made the plan yep. It's been done, done. Sally only further 
made us know the universe was behind us when we received our yeah. shirts in the mail. And yeah. Julie's wearing hers right now, right Sally. Now. Right now. She also got us um, some shirts about bourbon because Kentucky yep. gave us bourbon. And I love bourbon. Which we both so do love. <laughs> love. So Kentucky's got some great, great prospects. We're going to single-handedly drag it out of last place in America. Because right now it's in last place because of him. Now it's time for Eye of the Shitstorm. Shit takes some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. Shit take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. So it's our first Eye of the Shitstorm of 2020. And the year is starting off perfectly on brand for the divided states of Ameritrump. Because the shitstorm this week is literally... Fucking war! Bum, 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 bum. Can, oh, it's, I mean, it's 2020. Of course it's I war. I thought we were going to, we were gonna like, 2020, new day, new dawn, new day, new dawn for me. <laughs> and it's war. And it's war. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you, Meow Meow, and everyone that this time last year, the entire fucking government was shut down. Remember? Yes. And it stayed shut down for the longest stretch in American history. Listen, everyone, for the next nine months, it's going to be important to remember things like government shutdowns and unnecessary wars and also China. Okay, when ignorant day trading privileged assholes harp on the fucking Trump economy. Fuck the fucking economy. Okay, And, and remember this. The economy, imagine the economy as a house of cards because that's what it is. You might be able to put up cards and they might be able to stay up for a day, maybe two. Maybe you can keep the house of cards up for a week. Maybe you, you can keep it up for three years. Back. Maybe you can, <laughs> but those cards are coming tumbling motherfucking down. You know why? Because eventually the deregulation is going to rear its head. The toxicity is going to come through. The people's 401ks are going to fall apart. Oh, so it's like the, rea- the, the real estate market Every, the balloon the dot-com boom right. it all explodes it explo- and the it's balloon going pops to explode because it isn't sustainable and no one cares i guarantee i'm pretty sure no one maybe loads engineers oh i met a lady cares. that cares <laughs> well people Believe i'm talking about go pe- into your gated home lady. i'm talking about people that listen to this oh yeah no it's, we don't oh care. i meet day traders every day that have a fucking permanent heart on for this economy and it's Bullshit. like go day trade fucking should be illegal anyway Ugh. Anyway, well, the unnecessary war, a.k.a. Trump's reelection strategy, unofficially began on Friday when he decided to have a top, 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 like literally the number two (laughs) Iranian general killed. This guy was top of the pops in Iran. He was like top dude, you know, top killing dude, (laughs) cop terrorist dude, just like the top of the dudes. And the decision to kill him was a big one. And the decision was made with all of the awareness that it would come with retaliation and thus most likely setting off a war. Yeah. He knew what he's fucking doing. So the Iranian, Iranian, <laughs> the Iranian's general general's name was Qasem Soleimani. Okay. Not to be confused with Octomom, Nadia Solomon. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I can think of. I'm like, do you mean not? Ca- Wait, Octomom Soleimani? Was yeah. Because Nadia what? Soleimani. What? Was he the Octomom's husband? She okay. She is a terrorist. So he has been wreaking havoc, okay, and being a dick for over 23 years since before George Bush and Dick Cheney, who, by the way, you guys, go watch Vice. They are no. You don't even need to watch Vice to know they are known warmongers, okay? 
WMDs, WMDs. They're war mongers. They they made money on war. They looked for war anywhere they could, and they left this motherfucker alone. Okay. Not only that, Trump's been ignoring him for the last three years. So why now? I ask. Well, you know what? Julie already told us. Okay. It's Make America Great Again 2.0, and now we get to go to war for it. I hope every single dumb bitch with a grown son who voted for Trump over Hillary or who stayed home because she hated them both has to watch her stupid fucking son go off to Iran to fight in a trumped-up war. No pun intended. God, (laughs) your wordplay is wonderful in 2020. It's it's sharp. It is sharp. You want to know what a knife is? It's called your word. <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> it's fucking razor sharp. But yeah, you, I hope your sons get fucking drafted. No, you dumb right. cunts. There's been already three. They've been reta- they've been going back and forth for the last couple of weeks. It's like this one, the the contractor was killed, and then this we went and we t- bombed this, and then they went and sort of threw some rocks, and then they went to the embassy and boo boo boo, and it's been like light. Like a light back and forth, you know what I mean? And now he, Trump went and killed that main guy. A main guy who, by the way, is basically a terrorist. He's killed hundreds or been responsible for killing hundreds of thousands of people. He's a, a fucking monster. He should be dead. He should be dead. That's not even the point. However, the people in Iran, and, well, and it's, still, it's so complicated and we're confused by it too, and I know we're all just trying to figure it out, but... He's connected with Iraq and with Syria and with all of the shit that's going on there. And so then to kill him inflared all those groups that were like all these little factions and all these groups that were fighting basically against the U.S., against the Western white devil, against the Christian (laughs) and the most horrible of them all, the Jew. That's right. And so now they're all now together. When... A week ago or two weeks ago, the Iranian people were actually in like a little bit of a civil war or a little bit of an uprising because they were mad at the government because they weren't. It was just like they wanted better social services. Yeah. They wanted blah, blah, blah. and now they're all fucking getting united. Oh, we united over this them. Fucking guy, we united them. So basically, true to what you said about retaliation, Iran's government, which they do have one. And then the, their terrorist religious army fucking bullshit called Hezbollah or whatever the fuck. I cannot with any of that garbage. Both groups, mm. which are kind of in they're they're in cahoots. There are a bunch of them. Yes. I mean, the government kind of funds those groups as their army right. or whatever. They have vowed. They have said they have gone on their fucking Iranian news, whatever and whatever, yeah. and said, we're taking military action now. You can't fucking kill our dude, our top dude. We're fucking coming for you now. We're we're they're mad. We killed Octomom. <laughs> right. And, and now we're going to not only going to come after you. Now this is a wide open door to go after Israel. And also. Right. But they have said we're going after American military bases. Right. And also, P.S. The Iran nuclear deal is off. So we're right. going to go ahead and keep making nuclear. Bombs. And then we may use them on you. Right. So then because of that, then the U.S. officially has deployed over like thousands and thousands, like over 3,500 troops to Iran. And Trump let us know in a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> battery of treats that uh, treats mm. in, a well, one, treats. in a wonderful battery of tweets that Meow Meow will now read. These I don't know. Okay. Was it, These was, are actual it treats. was it five or six? These are actual treats. <laughs> okay. And they are treat tweets. Um, so he says, Iran is 
talking very boldly about targeting certain USA assets as revenge for our ridding the world of their terrorist leader who had just killed an American and badly wounded many others. I'm just a, let's let's just recap. So the guy whatever ordered whatever strike killed an American. So okay, fine. It killed one American and then wounded like a couple other ones. Again, he has been doing shit for 23 years. He has been Correct. responsible for other American deaths. Oh, many more and many <laughs> more that were not just because of a contractor. By the way, a contractor who probably works for Enron. Not, not, not yeah. that he deserves to die, but like that whole shady business. Oh, it was probably someone. Yeah, or Chevron. He was over there yeah, fucking like, on the an oil fuck rig. Out of here. Right. And that is partly why it's like. You know, if we were to get and I and I am putting a call out for any Iran, Iraq, Syria experts to give us a little lesson to understand like what all this is about, because it is so complicated, so convoluted. So there's so many groups. There's so many terrorists. Well, I don't know if we there's need so to know about it. I want to know about it. OK, well, they can call you on your private line. OK, well, somebody <laughs> please contact me on my private line because I need to know. So this is all whatever. So, yeah, this guy's been killing people for 23 years. And every single awful president has known, well, let's just leave it alone because it's going to inflame the thing and the war. And we don't want to have a full war, but not Trump. He was already attacking our embassy and preparing for additional hits in other locations. Iran has been nothing but problems for many, many years. But you've been ignoring it for three, sir. So then he, he says, let this serve as a warning that if Iran strikes any Americans or American assets, we have targeted 52 Iranian sites representing the 52 American hostages taken by Iran many years ago in the 70s. Some at very high level and important to Iran and the Iranian culture. And those targets and Iran itself will be hit very fast and very hard. That's in all caps. Will be hit very fast and very hard in all caps. The tar- I like to use all caps to emphasize things, too. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. The USA wants no more threats. <laughs> P.S. These media posts will serve as notification to the United States Congress that should Iran strike any U.S. person or target, the United States will quickly and fully strike back and perhaps in a disproportionate manner. Such legal notice is not required, but is given nevertheless. Basically, Congress, there's the gang of eight of the, the military Congress people who are the group that the president is supposed to go to and be like, you guys, I think that we need to kill this guy and I'm not really sure what we should do. Lindsey Graham's right. on that, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, well, let's all work together and we'll come up. We'll, we'll do the pros and the cons. We'll give you all of the information. The there way- is five, over 500 people in Congress. He has eight people he needs and should consult. These are experts. Right. They've been dealing with the military. Lindsey Graham has been dealing with the military fucking for the last 30 fucking years. Right. What's Trump been doing? Fucking hookers on golf courses? Correct. And now you couldn't just talk to the eight people? No. No, he couldn't because he was very, very mad. I want to express this, and I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, or but I want to be honest and say that I understand his feeling of wanting to strike and strike disproportionately. I do too. I understand it. I'm actually not, not mad at it, which no. is why I cannot be president, which is why a person like... Or, or or it's just why no, you need to consult or why you need to consult people so that you have the broadest range of knowledge before you go in in an impulsive manner because you're so upset that these fucking terrorist pieces of shit right. went in, hit the embassy, and then said we... we we uh, rubbed, rubbed your the, nose we in it. Rubbed your nose in it. Yeah, they're disgusting. They all deserve to die. And I, I'm not sorry for that. However, 
you're dealing with diplomacy in, in a situation where one tiny pebble creates a, a, a tsunami. And that's, but so, that's the reason that you, it's not that you can't be president. It's that, you know, inherently deep inside your soul and also on the surface that he has ulterior motives for doing this. He knew the tsunami was going to get created. He knows the tsunami is to his own advantage in getting reelected. Presidents who are in a war, when we are in a war, the president, sitting president, always, always, always gets reelected. It's never not happened. Right. And it's like, he knows that. And they know that. The Republicans know that. Right. So the fact that he went and So... Yeah, so in addition, he's So yeah, doing and deep inside, to- we're like, good, fuck you. We rubbed yeah. your nose in it. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, great, now we're stuck with Trump. Right. Now innocent American kids are going over there to get killed. We don't want endless war. We don't want to fucking be involved. If you want to go work, listen, we want to go to Israel. We want to fucking go on Julie's fucking Walk of the Jew or whatever it's fucking <laughs> called, that thing. And like, we don't get to. We're supposed to go with the Goldmans. We want to go with the Goldmans and go to fucking... Israel and go yes. do Jewish stuff That's and fucking right. do it yeah. and like we don't get to because why because it's not safe if you want to go be a fucking contractor and go on an oil rig good for you you're making tons of money but you know it's dangerous you know it is and you got killed and I'm sorry and I really am sorry and I don't want Americans getting killed over there either but I don't want to go to war over it no and also why can't instead of contra it's like now the, here's a this is definitely like I'm um, now I'm gonna spout some third party bullshit <laughs> but now it's like why Instead of being a contractor and doing this is why we can't have fucking oil anymore and we can't be dependent on any of these disgusting places we can't. for anything that we need. Now, in addition, I want to Including say... Including China. Why, uh, correct. Why can't we go? You want to... Listen, the Middle East is important. There's so much history. There's culture. There's history. There's, there's connections where all of us have family in one place or another there. You want it to be alive. You want it to be healthy. You want it to be westernized to the point only to the point where at least people are just open and free and women are not oppressed yeah. so how about instead of contracting oil you go how about some fucking Muslims go over there and teach reform Islam teach an open Islamic way of being yeah. teach that women that's can good be idea. free be the religion that's there but be it in a free way be it in an open way go and I know that it's that's that's dangerous and that's challenging, but it's just like well, it's what? dangerous to go there and work for oil too. Yeah, but maybe if the money was put into education and to redefining the rules that they all think they have to live by, maybe that would start making some changes. Said fucking oil and all this bullshit. I can't stand it. It makes me so mad. It, yeah, and it should because you have family there and ties there, <sighs> and you want to go and be able to go and go there safely. And it sucks and it's tragic and. Now we're going to be we stuck with all, fucking Trump for this bullshit. We should all be able to go to Iraq and Iran and Syria where the beginning of fucking civilization came, where we all fucking came from. We want to be able to go. It's not just the pyramids and going to Jerusalem to see the Wailing Wall. Syria we want to go see Iraq- Josh's area. <laughs> we want to see Josh Christ's fucking area. I want to see Persepolis. I want to <laughs> see like the oldest fucking um, ruins in the world. You know what? They're not in Greece. They're in fucking Syria. Like, we Oof, can't. We I can't care. go there. <laughs> we can't go there. <laughs> like I'm just saying, there's but, a world to be seen, and we are all being kept from it. When when Iraq doesn't want the U.S. embassy, when a country doesn't want another embassy there, they're saying we don't want anyone else's influence. We don't want to be. Yeah. We don't want to be trading. We don't want to be going back and forth. And that that place is going to be like an island, like the tribe of people who. Well, I'm also fine with that, too. I'll leave Persepolis or whatever it's called. Keep your oil. Keep your ruins. Keep it. If you want to be the tribe of people on the island, then be an island. And then you guys can't come here and we can't go there. And you want to be violent, then stay there. Have your fucking thing. And when your people start escaping and coming here, then I guess that's what will happen. But like, 
I mean, I just feel like we wouldn't even be bothering with them if we didn't want that oil. That's true. We just wouldn't. So There's so many stop. people being fucking, you know, shit going down in Africa that we're not getting involved in. Right. It's like, fuck right off. It's just, it's not humanitarian. It's bullshit. And yeah. it's about fucking money and it's about oil. And it's tragic. They even know it on Fox News. Tucker Carlson, that piece of shit, oh. freaking went on there and said, he knows. He said the implications are clear, basically, in a nutshell. He's like, why are we doing this? There's lots of bad people in the world. There's clearly an ulterior motive. What is it? The Republicans don't want to be asked these questions. Right. But I the mean, questions are Tucker there. Tucker Carlson to say that. Yeah. It's pretty. Because he's. He's literally like a hemorrhoid inside Trump's <laughs> yeah. asshole. Yeah. And apparently he is, got the surgery, the yeah. hemorrhoid surgery. Yeah. And he's been Which is maybe removed and that's good. Yeah. Now it's time for us to talk to a live person other than ourselves. And hopefully, meow, meow, we can make some connections. Another heart has made the trade. Now it's time for a segment called Making Connections, where we connect with someone more successful than us in an attempt to make ourselves look admirable and accomplished to our 14 listeners. And if at any point in the interview there's a good opening, we will hit said guest up for a job or other connections that could benefit us in the future. And lucky for us, our very connected guest today has already given us a job. <laughs> He's the CEO of Starburns Audio, which just so happens to be the new home to this fucking podcast. And that makes him our boss. <laughs> now, you already know this guy is the shit just by virtue of him being our boss. Mm -hmm. He's the overlord of some <laughs> huge fucking podcast, and he still gives us the dumb gay time of day. Overlord. He knows Everyone in the industry. He knows everyone in comedy. He's the least skanky of all the male bosses we've ever had. And not for nothing, he's beating most of the women in that department, too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He is legit successful and had absolutely zero reason to give our podcast a chance. But that won't stop us from continuing to try and schmooze him for extra promotion. So without further ado, let's get more connected with our boss, El Jefe, Jason Smith. Hey, Jason. Money 20, ladies. Money 20, honey. Money 20. That's money 20 for everyone. All right, well, let's just We're excited get... to make four figures again this year. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to pay out those four figures. Yeah. We're going to see if we get it to five plus. Yes. What other job gets when you're, you know, your payment comes directly from the pocket of pocket change right. from your boss? You know Jason's what I mean? assistant rummaged around in her car <laughs> to pay us this week. Right. That's really what uh, this New Year's break's been all about, is just scrounging for change to pay off podcasters. Exactly. Now, right off the bat, how much has having our podcast on your roster of shows been life-changing? You mean you? the dumb gay bump? <laughs> yes. Oh, the dumb gay bump has been great. I actually owe a lot to you guys, not just from the show. The show is wonderful, and I'm really glad to have you here. Thanks to you, we also got the Triumph the Dog podcast. Oh. So let's hear the story. We love hearing accolades about ourselves. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So <laughs> so I got a call from um, Robert Smigel um, that he wanted to do the Triumph the Insult Comedy Dog podcast. Wait. And the oh, name, name just dropped. dropped. The name dropped. Oh. The name dropped. <laughs> the name dropped. And he was looking for guests, and he was looking to get this show set up, and he wanted to do it last minute. He had like a week to get this thing all set up, and so he's like, hey, can you guys get me uh, Scaramucci? I was like, I don't know Scaramucci, but... It, <laughs> 
Robert, I didn't know Scaramucci at the time, if you're listening. <laughs> but He's definitely not. I was like, I can do this. Let's see what I could do. So I emailed a few people directly, but I emailed you guys. And you got back to me like in minutes and said, yeah, we know him. We'll, we'll ask him. And within seconds of you guys emailing him, he emailed back. It's like, yep, sure. And he was wonderful. He was by far and away the best guest on the on the dais. He was the one that played along and had the most fun. The other two uh, was Lawrence O'Donnell and Pete Davidson. Whoa. And they Lawrence didn't want to talk to Scaramucci um, in the green room, so he was he kind of come out and he was a frowny face, Lawrence, and uh, or just <laughs> oh a, Lawrence O'Donnell is a shady queen, honey. We say it all the time. We say it all the time. That's true. We're always like, what's going to be on Shady Queen tonight? Yeah. Absolutely. And then Pete Davidson came out and he was great. He was a lot of fun, but uh, he has uh, he was high on NDA, He has NDA issues, right? He likes to, he doesn't oh, want right, to right, right, right. When when Anthony. Scaramucci is beating SNL people. I mean, oh, was, I mean, oh, he was so much fun, and he was he was happy to be there, and he was laughing along, and it was just great. The guy is charm, v charm, b charm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's he's nothing yeah. but charm. Like, and, and much shorter than I expected. Little, tiny, little, little. little. Yeah, I was super little. Like, Did I was you like, pick him up and carry him like I a baby. To, he's also super buff, and he was wearing a like he was only also the only person that like wore a suit jacket. Always, everybody else is in like t-shirts and sweatpants, and he's he's. He's all the way dressed up. He was great. How did you get to be a person that Robert Smigel calls up with help on a podcast? <laughs> How did this happen? What was the road that led you here? Uh, vision boards, mostly. I yeah. Think <laughs> mostly vision boards. I do that, too. Um, it's a real kind of tangled story, but I was in uh, marketing before for this. I was doing, like, uh, video game and movie marketing at a place called Midnight Oil. It was called Midnight Oil. It was right next to the, the Mission Tortilla factory right across from the Burbank Airport. So this this big warehouse of an agency, they mostly provided like cardboard cutouts and movie posters. For oh, that theaters. kind of marketing. That kind of marketing. But they expanded into video games and other stuff. So we were doing full ad campaigns for Netflix shows, uh, uh, doing video game stuff. Um, and one of the games we were going to do was a game called Just Cause 3. And Just Cause is a video game where you can like rappel onto a helicopter and tie that to a, a radio thing. And like the, the physics would make all this weird, crazy stuff happen. Like the airplane would spin in circles and things would light on fire. It was just like this really mm. physics heavy action game. Really? Yeah. And we wanted to <laughs> do a stop motion kind of animated, funny version of that. So we hired Starburns Industries to help us make that. And so we, we got through the whole process and, and I don't remember if it actually went or not, but we made good friends with these guys. And one day they called and said, Hey, we have something else we want you to work on. It was me and my, um, one of my buddies, Sean. Um, but we don't know how to do it. So they, they came to us and they introduced us to this guy named Dustin. And we're like, Hey, would you guys know how to brand and market a podcast network? And so we went through the whole process of getting a logo and calling up and figuring out how to market it and advertise with it and, and make money. And we sent them this big business plan when we were done. And they just kind of looked at the business plan like like I would look at a business plan. <laughs> right. And just kind of, great, thank you. Yeah. And the question had to be asked, like, do you guys want help with this? And they're like, yes, please. So um, having been a big podcast fan but not necessarily in the business – we said, okay, yeah, sure. So it was kind of like a part-time thing for about three years where we helped this guy, Dustin. We helped Starburns. We helped Dan. All kind of get this thing running into a business. Okay, I wanted to ask you this. Podcasting is the thing that everybody thinks they can do, literally mm -hmm. everyone. Like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. oh, we I hear do it that five times a day. Yep. Do you think that, or is it something easily learned? And if so, have you ever heard a show that's very popular? You don't have to say which one that you feel like is totally overrated. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I think that 
anybody is technically capable of doing it, um, I think that uh, that absolutely not. I think it takes certain certain skill set and a certain ability to really make this th- this work. And I think the major thing for that is um, being able to talk about something that's interesting and be consistent about you know really really getting into those points and extending that over a long period of time. I think a lot of people have an idea for one or two episodes and and then that whole premise just severs. And 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 before you know it, this show is really nothing over a longer period of time. <laughs> it's just about like their life. Yeah, yeah, and 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 to a point that's good because the the part about having anybody be able to get into podcasting is the thing that makes it so great. A lot of the people that started doing this were never really classically radio trained or theater trained or anything, so they don't know to like create a persona. They don't know to lock their personal lives away from their their like. Thank kind of you. Stage. Uh, and, 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 and among, among some others, <laughs> sorry, boys. Yeah. Uh, uh. but I, I, I really feel like the reason podcasting has got so big over the last few years is because somebody wrote a, an article saying that there was, it was this big, that was, you know, certain number of million of listeners, but it was all bullshit. And so people are like, oh, we got to get on this thing now. And they jumped in about two years earlier than they probably were ready for because it wasn't as big as they were talking about. And it, but it really drove all these bigger companies. You know, you got your luminaries and your team Cocos and yeah. all these Spotify and everybody jumping in to try and capture this, this market that was, was seemingly ready to pop that wasn't quite there yet uh, two years ago, all jumping in at the same time. And now they're starting to see it hit the, the levels that they want it to. We were talking about like um, since Trump got into office and the administration and all the stuff that you're talking about. What one of the like phenoms of podcasting has been this true crime mm-hmm. serial and true crimes and murders and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And we were like thinking like, why? What? Why is that? Did Trump something to have to do with that? Is that people clamoring for some sort of justice in mm. some way? And I don't know what, what your thoughts are on that. That's interesting. You know, Trump has done a lot of things, but true crime is not one of them. <laughs> Maybe he could be the subject of a true crime uh, uh, book some other time, you know. But the truth about that is true crime's been with us for decades, you know, in one form or fashion. You know, from from the trials of the century, even the OJ stuff and before that, yeah. to Dateline in 2020. Justice and hours. Files, yeah. shit like that. All that shit. So, Forensic Files. Mm-hmm. You know, what Serial did and, you know, My Favorite Murder and The Wondry as a group and all these things is really recognize that this is a big genre for people. And it's it's a genre where it's primarily female. It's 95 percent female driven um, um, and unabashed like love for it. But for some reason, it it's taboo like or it was right at a certain point. You're like, oh, I'm a true crime fan. Like the Murderinos really formed around this idea of there's nobody like us and it's fun to find people that are kind of similar that like this stuff, even though it's a secret, you know, every, I feel like every other college girl I met when I was in college was, <laughs> was always like, you know, I'm secretly really into serial killers, right? Like, they, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh, that's my, my dark little secret. It's like, yeah, you and every other <laughs> yes, exactly. English major that I've met. Why is it primarily women driven? You think that they have a fascination with, I've read some studies. What? Yeah. What is um, it? I mean, Speaking, speaking as an expert on women. Um, yes, well, obviously. <laughs> uh, one of the things that they, that they say, and one of the things we actually discovered creating some stuff, I actually have a true crime app that I have called yes, Murder Yes, you Minute. are a fan of true crime yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, What's your app called? It's called Murder Minute. We have, a, we have a, an app and a, an Instagram with about 125,000 followers on there that we do daily true crime things, and we have a, a 
podcast called Murder Minute that we launch two times a week um, that my wife writes and I have one of my friends read. I want to create it like the e-entertainment television of true crime where it's like news and then a story and then maybe a little bit of a... Um, it's like... Two people got killed today. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun one today. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Updates like, on old da, murderers. Da, 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 what they're up to. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, it's like it's you know without the without the music without all the the, the without all the joy you know like an right, right. Of, without all the we're live from the Universal Studios right back here yeah. somebody's getting murdered right by that tree. The um, entire head was found somewhere different. <laughs> back to you, Mario. Exactly. Oh. I was gonna say without Mario Lopez is really what you oh, mean. Oh, that's oh. Yeah, but if I could get Mario, that would yeah. be the pull. No, that's the thing. But I think what it is with uh, with it is, at least from from where I am, if we did certain shows, like if it was like crime between, you know, like black on black crime, man killing man, uh, uh, like horrific kind of like military crimes and political crimes, none of that stuff rates. That you people it's always would, men killing women. Men killing women <laughs> specifically, women killing men. Like you know, yeah. so there there according to what I've read, and again I don't. Huh. pretend to be an expert in this by any means is a lot of time this is a fantasy of one like fulfilling like the murder like mm-hmm. kind of thing oh, or, yeah. or at least a hey you know the world feels unsafe to me and maybe this does have a little bit of trump the world feels unsafe to me seeing there's other people in these positions is kind of how i feel vulnerable so that being the victim or like kind of empathizing with the victim is something that really keeps people feeling connected yeah and and it, and it but it is a definite like kind of hey i want to be i i i feel connected to this woman i i feel stressed how would i deal with this situation what if i was in this position and but i think that that's that has a lot to do with it um it also i, I from my I also like rich people getting killed yes. or whatever oh, yeah. rich oh. people stuff right that's my favorite yeah that's the best i also think that there's <laughs> I actually think there's something to it. The reason I created the Murder Minute and was thinking about it in this way is I really believe that from, you know, from talking to, you know, this is more anecdotal, but, like, my wife says she doesn't like fiction, right? She doesn't like stories. She loves the news, right? Mm. True crime is technically the news. Yeah. But it's it's exaggerated. It's it's entertainment news, right? Mm. And even though she's feeling like, well, this is a true story. This really happened. It's still, like, this very... You and know, they romanticize it yes. in whatever way. And I think right. that in a weird sort of way, it's a way for people like my wife, who doesn't want to like doesn't get into fiction as much, to think she's learning something when really she's just being entertained by yeah. the murder. Interesting. And it is entertaining, and then you feel bad about it. It's also it's um, like masturbating. Oh wait, yeah. Right. <laughs> when you want to, oh, you want to yeah. re- reason to be justified for being paranoid. Or knowing right. men are dicks. Or well, there's something whatever. I think well, with the thing with justice is that. Like not it with like um that with the TV shows too where they go when serial and whatever it's like you want you're you're you want justice mm-hmm. and I feel like with people since Trump there's such a, a feeling of powerlessness and unbelievableness and you're like what the f-? and the inequality of it all and it's like I can watch or listen to a true crime mm-hmm. where all these horrible things might have happened but at the end yep. that person's arrested uh, or murdered I can't tell you how like disoriented it is to live in for the last four years here and just feel like nothing ever gets resolved. It's like the worst season of lost ever for yeah. four years because exactly. that's, that stress is always there. There's a, there's an existential dread that has been around since like 
all this stuff happening, like that is scarier to me. Like Donald Trump is still scarier. Yeah. Were you into politics before Trump? Did you pay attention? Yes. I, I've been paying attention for a while. Um, you know, probably I lived in Florida around the time of, um, you know, the, the two hurricanes that hit, hit there and then end up hitting um, New Orleans, you know, with the oh. George Bush stuff and. And, you know, kind of probably started getting into it around, you know, that time, trying to get the election moved, you know, the 2004 election was, I think, when I was living in Florida. So, like, trying to vote out George Bush then and just kind of lived on through it. And I, I haven't paid as much attention to it as I have in the so last So you were there for the hanging chad. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that was 2000. I was there oh, for okay. I was there for that. Um, the unfortunate run with uh, what's his face? Um, the, the guy who can't smile. Uh, Dean and oh, um, and Bob Dole. No, no, it was it was uh, who was Howard Dean? No, the Massachusetts guy from Massachusetts. Uh, he John had, Brown. He was a very he had the very uh, it was Jordan. Mitt Romney. Mitt, no, no, what's it? What Mitt is Romney's there? Utah. Oh, who's from Massachusetts? Wait, who can't? He, oh, he, oh, Barney Frank. No, no he, he ran against uh, he, Julie knows all this. Shit. He, he ran Mitt against uh, George Dubbs in 2004. I just lost the name. Okay, wait. Uh, John Kerry? John Kerry. Oh, God, thank you. Is he from Massachusetts? I think he is, isn't he? I, he has the face of somebody from Massachusetts. You're right, he does. He has I think he so is much from work. Have you seen him recently? Oh, no. Oh, did he? Yeah, it's like it's the a lot of work. mask. It is the mask. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's tan and filled in. and the, he, That's all filler. It's, oh, it's just not bee stings. Yeah, he doesn't smile. That's not bee stings. He looks like a full woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't yeah. write me letters about that. Yeah, he, he, yeah, but I, I've been paying attention since then. I'm Where did you get your news then? Let's say in two thousand four. Mm, probably almost solely from, uh, like New York Times and CNN. So you'd watch cable news, cable news, and then from the internet. I was a programmer, so there was always TV going on in the background, and I always probably had a window up for for news alerts and stuff. But this, uh, you know, but mostly from there. And then, did you get more into politics? Would you say like? What happened to you during Obama? Well, I mean, Obama happened first. I mean, just being, you know, having that as an option and being around for yeah. you know, Obama. And, you know, even pre that with uh, the idea of Hillary Clinton in, two, in 2008, like got real into everything right there. I, I bet you at that point, I, I, I might have been lying a little bit about where I got my news. I think I still got a lot of it from The Daily Show. And I still got yeah, a lot of it from that, that's at that point. Um, you know, and I think that he was the one that actually helped me get into politics deeper after yeah. you know, during that time and just seeing somebody that could be funny but also want to speak about truth yeah. really helped. Um, but, yeah, I think that that the idea of Obama and the, the, the concept of actually being able to make some differences and changes was a big part of it. And then watching as everything kind of collapsed around everything, you know, everybody during the recession and and seeing mm. how – just watching the painful um, health insurance kind of debacle that happened during that those first two years, which I am so mad about. Like that could have been such a better thing if the Democrats could have just gotten together and really forged something great instead of fighting. You know, having to get every single vote from every single place to appease every single lobbyist really bothered yeah. me. But be, be, being able to see that, being able to watch that, just being able to see how kind of everything's progressing and seeing politics get polarized simply on the basis of race like just on race not mm -hmm. on not on anything else you're not calling anybody else the devil you're not worrying about it but anybody else's canyon based on solely those things and a person who's only said nice stuff really got me and then watching that kind of happen in the opposite with trump where the same people are like this guy's satan because he's black and he has progressive ideas but this guy who actually admits to ha sleeping around and yeah. stealing 
he's just a vessel of Jesus and <laughs> an imperfect vessel. But I, Moses was yeah. imperfect, you know, like that kind of bullshit. Like then it really kind of just like fired me up and like got it real intense about it. And I, I had I really didn't believe Donald Trump was going to win until after he'd already won. And even then. Um, and, and then it just it, then it becomes a compulsion inside you. You like just want to look at everything and see everything to see what he's done, what he said, and it just kind of turned it into a little bit of an obsessive thing over the last few years. And what about so you have a daughter? I just this just occurred to me. It must be weird to have kids in like thinking kids, not just like when they're like animals, you know. Mm -hmm. But like she's <laughs> in her formative years. It's just strange, like even with social media, to have. You're probably obsessive at home and stressed out by it. And then just to raise kids with this president like this, it must must be bizarre. It is. She's she's a really smart kid. Like she um, she goes to a science academy and um, she has a very, very smart uh, friend group, uh, peer group. And her her boyfriend is the currently like the valedictorian. And so things are going good from that side of it. But. <laughs> She's, you know, she's raised young enough that her perspective is just so different from everybody over the age of 20 years old that it doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump or Obama or anybody else. She doesn't agree with anything anybody right. says. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Everything's unfair and nothing works right. And yeah, Donald Trump's a piece of shit, but, you know, anybody there would be a piece yeah, of shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're with the, our aim with the podcast this year, um, which has been different from before, is we're really going to try and go after young kids or mm -hmm. younger people because basically what happens is when you're young and you can register to vote yeah you don't agree with anyone and so you either you just don't agree with your parents and they could be cool and have the right opinion like you but mm -hmm. then inherently she's gonna be like but he doesn't know what he's talking about right and but then you definitely hate the other side because you've been hearing indoctrinated to hear that your whole life so then you look down at the registration and it's like oh independent because you want to believe I don't go to either side I'm independent now you're a fucking registered independent and we're we are really going to actively try and go after libertarians millennials and people that are yep. like registered democrat twats mm -hmm. <laughs> like literally I think it's I think it's brilliant it's it, one of the things that bothered me the most when um the election happened was besides the actual election and the results was I was working at an agency in uh, Venice. So I was commuting to Venice every morning and then working here in the evenings. And um, I talked to this kid. He's like the head of programming, skateboards to work, you know, hippie-looking kid. And I was like, did you vote? And he's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I had no reason to vote for. They're both shitty. And I was like, yep. and whoever gets it's going to be bad. I was like, but I can understand that you want to believe that and that's that's your opinion, but this time there's somebody that's really bad and for you to be that jaded on this, you know, and then, you know, skateboard away to, uh, you know, bread, <laughs> buy or, some pot, to bread or A-frame or whatever <laughs> he was going to eat his organic food. Like, that's, you gotta, you gotta stand by your values, even if you don't, you know, you gotta make an opinion and make a choice. You can't just stay in the, in the yeah, middle and so assume everybody's bad. That. Yeah. yeah, and we are, for, and this time around, because, you know, before Trump, it was always like, just vote. It's just important to vote. But this time we're saying, no, it's important to register Democrat. Mm -hmm. This is not like any other time mm -hmm. at all. He's not like anybody else, and neither <laughs> is this worse. It's, he's... The 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 shit cream rose to the top, mm -hmm. and they need to go. Yep, all of them. That's how you make uh, shit curds and whey. Shit curds and whey. <laughs> that is correct. Now, where do you get your news now? Um, I think it's a combination of stuff. You know, so I listen to podcasts. I um, I still look at CNN, and I think I every morning I just Google Trump. 
I did Google <laughs> Trump and just look through all the different things that he said. Because I, I like to see the things that Fox News says versus what yeah. everybody says. So yep. look at the Fox News one. I look at the week a lot because it's just quick and easy. Uh, the Daily Beast, you know, it's a lot more news based and, and, and podcast based. You know, I have you guys. We have uh, uh, more she wrote, which is also very, very in-depth into the, the political stuff in the Daily Beans. Um, so I just I just try and go to as many places I can. You don't uh, do like Washington Post or papers. I, I do. do. I, I look at the Post and I look at you know the New York Times. I I, I like I said I look at all the websites a little bit. Um, where I go on, I go on dig, but I just look at the news section. I don't just look at the you know whatever I've registered for because that's most. What about social media? What are your thoughts I'm, before we let you go? Oh, um, <laughs> do you get any of your news there? Oh no, oh no, um, no. I, I I canceled my Twitter account last year. I just couldn't wow. deal with it anymore. I have Instagram, but it's for the other stuff. But and you don't do Facebook. And I, I, I have a Facebook. I'm from I'm not from Nevada. Like I had to block so many people that I knew. You should cancel your Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, like we want to fuck Mark Zuckerberg over, even though yeah. we can still do Instagram. <laughs> I but. don't want it, but I want my twenty fifth uh high school reunions coming up. And so I just want to be around long enough so I can go. Because I like going to those things. It's fun. Um but otherwise Well when you're from you're from Reno, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you want to go Nevada. see Get your crystal meth. Yeah. See your toothless <laughs> high school teachers. Yeah, same person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Get the crystal meth from Mr. Miller. Yeah. But who I mean, do you? Uh, who do you like? Who? Let's say for now, obviously we're going to vote for whoever the Democratic uh -huh. candidate is. But who, oh, yeah. if, in your heart, if you could open your heart strings, <laughs> like Dolly Parton does yeah. now, opening her heart My strings. My heart light. I can eat it a little <laughs> bit too. Oh. Okay. I would. I, Elizabeth Warren mm -hmm. is where I'm at right now. You know, I was I was at, I was at Buttigieg for a little while at the beginning when he first came out, but I don't feel it. And just watching Warren go out there and do what she's doing, I feel like she's probably by far the person that I'd go with. Nice. Now, what would make you switch to Joe Biden? Um, if he was the nominee. And what 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 VP do you want? Oh, if I had to pick a VP with Biden, hmm. no one's gotten to you yet. It's obviously Kamala. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We came up obviously. with Biden-Harris yeah. way, way back. That I mean, way back. Imagine. Though I was, you that know. That would be pretty incredible. That we would really be incredible. Her. I just feel like it'd be weird because I feel like Uncle Joe would just like smack her on the butt one day during a, during oh. a press conference yeah. and it would just be all over. Like it'd just be one <laughs> grimace, look, eye luck over here and be like, okay, this is over. This yeah, is we're screwed. <laughs> she would just smack it right yeah. back yeah. though and be like, She's all right. Yeah. We yeah. love Elizabeth Warren too. Love. We do. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've tried to watch all the you know the the debates and really get into all this stuff. And I there's, I wish that that I could combine a lot of the policy instead of the people. Like I feel like Warren's a person that I would vote for. You know, I want Andrew Yang's minimum. Love. You know, love. I wish she would take him as her VP. Yeah. we're obsessed. I said from the very beginning, and this is the most one. I mean, I have so many genius things. It's hard. <laughs> let me go. Yes, but I said they yes, all should yes. get the exact same, the same. There's obviously something we all need and that they can all agree on, just get the exact same platform, and then we just pick the person we like. Yep. Yep. That's Absolutely. what we should do. Now, thank you in advance mm -hmm. for all the extra help, special promotion, oh, yeah. moving us right to the top <laughs> all right. of the, you know, and tell our 14 listeners where they can troll you, stalk you, look for you, hear you. Oh, yeah, sure. So I have uh, just started a podcast with a guy named Cliff Dorfman. If you want to find me directly on Instagram, it's at Proto Chicken. Mm. Um, that's my personal, and it's just pictures of me and a couple pictures from like my favorite murder events from back in the day. Do and, you update that, or do you just lurk around on Instagram? Um, I 
stopped really being social once I found out just how mean yeah. everybody is. Yeah. Well, you can DM him, follow him, and since yeah. hit him up in the DM. Believe it or not, I answer all the comment stuff that comes in through the Starburns website. So that's me. If anybody emails Starburns website or emails through it to ask about stuff, you can get directly a hold of me. So if you want to say your mean things, you can send it to me in an email. And I expect 14 positive comments about our <laughs> podcast. Absolutely. Stat, you oh. kids. <laughs> Thank that's you. Nice. Thank you, Jason Smith, everybody. Thank you, guys. <laughs>Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the hideous state of affairs happening all over the world right now. It's extremely hard for her, but it's getting easier with every week that gets us closer to getting rid of Trump and the Republican fucking reign. So no pressure, meow, meow, but what is your first so there's that of money 20? It's not getting any easier. It isn't? No, it's not. However... I, I thought it might be easier this year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought so, too. Um, but then and I, I was looking and looking and looking, and it was just like, God damn, we're going to war. All this horrible shit. And, and then I stumbled upon this, and I, and I have to say, if this is the beginning of, of a pretty exciting thing. Now, for me and you, as people who indulge in the dark arts drug arts <laughs> yes say, yes dark the arts. recreational yes. arts the recreational arts and and many and i you know what honestly and when it comes to the marijuana arts i can't probably i would imagine there is there are more people that have at least tried it than there are less people that haven't that's what right? you think that's, this is just a meow meow is this is what i believe <laughs> okay so in uh, yeah, that is what I think. Well, Pam has never tried anything marijuana, but she has done mushrooms. So let's just say... And everyone's done a pill or two. Oh, right, exactly. Now, as we know... My mom's we, like, I had my wisdom teeth taken out. That's when I did the pill. <laughs> There's been a... The, the thing with drugs in general, in my opinion, including smoking, including drinking alcohol, is that... What's illegal and or legal is based on who's making money off of it. And if they can keep you addicted to it and keep it regulated, it will never become illegal. If they found a way to regulate it and make money off of it, they'll legalize it. Or if they regulated it so that it became illegal. Right. Or they regulated it so they couldn't. Right. So then it becomes illegal at that point because it's been regulated to death. In one way or another, drugs are illegal or legal due to money right now we now in order to keep this farce going now i personally believe every drug should be legal i don't care i'm uh, literally i'm like with andrew yang like go do heroin kill yourself i really don't care because you drugs are addictive you have so you don't care people on opioids no I think it sucks. I think being, you know, as having a um, an addiction is hard. And I, from uh, from an ad- addiction perspective, I know that it's, you know, we all come from 
different economic backgrounds and people are given more of a chance than that but that's part of the thing and that's part of what keeps people addicted or what makes people what keeps them legal or illegal the drug war the drug farce the drug whatever the drug culture is such a complicated cavalcade of yeah it is misery and whatever but making it illegal and making people criminals because no, of drugs no not at all in my opinion is right just that's completely not wrong. a person who sells does over whatever no i do not think no it shouldn't be person, criminal it should not be criminalized no. i didn't know what you meant yeah i don't think one person should be in prison because of a drug no selling i drugs thought you were getting drugs. to when you mentioned andrew yang uh me paying tax money so there's heroin oh, no, safe no. heroin centers no and at that point i'm like mm, you're gonna need no. to do your drugs in your house the way we do no, no but no. yeah no i don't think people should be going to 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 jail for their addictions especially when we are actively getting addicted that in, and it, listen if you're going to criminalize it then you better go all the way to cigarettes because right. we've been getting addicted via the fucking corporations and that includes exactly. fast food you better go to jail for fast food too right. because the minute you get on that fast food tit and i know a lot of you out there know this it's like you cannot mamma and i went and fucking ate ihop today you can't get off it you cannot get right. off that fast food tit right so my um it, it pains and me and ihop is fast food and I feel, you know, it's like the Kim Kardashian got that lady off who was in 27 years for selling cocaine. And Barack Obama got all these these um, people in prison. Their their sentences. Um, well, did, did he right. pardon them? Yeah. He, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He, After literally someone spent 50 years right. in jail for demarking the face of a nickel. It was like, motherfucker. Yeah. Now. And so you got the drugs you got drugs you got money you got poverty versus wealth wealth you got like all this and of course there's race and the percentage of um uh, people of color in one way or another in prison due to drug offenses is something like a hundred million percent it's like you know a, what I mean? and it's like whatever it is all the slaves combined in history. It's yes. like 10 times that number. Right. It's modern day slavery. It's crazy. Right. It's absolutely. And the fact also, I just got to say, the fact that people don't know that, and that includes us. Like we just learned that from right. fucking Corey, Corey Booker. Booker. And it's like, it was a, it was a shot to the heart, man. It was a shot to the heart yeah. hearing that. It was horrific. The amount of ignorance that we, people yeah. who people, you know, there's people who, I remember hearing in college, it was like, don't try acid or don't do acid, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, there's that story that this guy and that guy from Woodstock who are still in prison for doing acid. And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe they're filthy hippies, but they shouldn't be in prison. No, come on. Like, come on. Just selling drugs. It's just so demonized and people who do drugs are demonized. And it's just like. You know what? And literally, we just tried to get some of you guys, and we had to hear, I've distanced myself from my contacts. I don't want to hear, I've distanced myself from my contacts. Although, I'm going to start using that just for, like, my friends and In stuff. Life. Right. But we tried two different people who've distanced themselves from yeah. their contacts. I'm like, oh, great. But just consider this. In the time that at least you and I have been adults or whatever, in, when we were in our 20s, buying weed 
you would go through the channels. The channels. To, the channels. Get that I dime mean, bag. You just even getting it. It was so exciting. It was whatever. And then you would try. Then you have to smoke the weed with the deal. Like the guy. He comes right. in and you're like, it's crazy Tony or little right. Mike or and whatever his name is. to get yourself free weed. Maybe you sold, you know, a little bit or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, no. Know, like, oh, of course. You're like, no, I'll hook you up. And then you have to, of course, like yeah, any drug. That, you right. got to then take some and right. charge all more. That, all that. Well. Then you take your roommates. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, through the years, in in um, in, with marijuana alone in prisons, there are m- there have been millions of arrests and people who are still that serving time in prison just for marijuana, selling it. And they talked about this in the last debate, right? Which is absolutely, and they're still in prison for marijuana crimes. So here's what I read when I was I was. I was looking at headlines and I was like, Ugh! and then I read this. Illinois is expunging marijuana convictions from nearly 800,000 criminal records. Oh, so these people are already out. They're not out. They're they're about to get out. But that's not even just expunging. So they're that's going releasing to, them and then taking it off. Yes. All of it. So it's going to be. I, mean, a I wouldn't have gotten kicked off a cruise if it wasn't for. That's right. You know, my for our, you know, gay husband, Richard, having his. Just even that marijuana so thing from twenty years right, ago. If every state would took took away every marijuana incident that you think might of have. all the drugs we could take on cruises, <laughs> or just think freely, of, or just think of the fact that you could go on the cruise and there would be no ping from Canada. By the way, who professes to be the most open and uh, it was Canada that kicked you off that cruise, and it was Canada so, that he had the ping in exactly. So Canada, go and they're making it legal. Exactly. So maybe Canada will get on, on the program, too, because here's right. the thing. Also, well, I don't want to be fucking harassed by some fuck face who has my fucking passport, who has the ding on it, which I don't have one. But I probably do. I do way back now because of that cruise. But now with what's happening here in the next couple of years, maybe we're going to see all of that go. So in Illinois anyway, and this is about Illinois, which is cool. And, you know, I did live there for two years when I was one and two. Oh, that's interesting. I yes. didn't know this little another meow meow factoid. My father was in the service in the Vietnam era. And as children, baby born babies, we were we lived in Chanute, Illinois. And that is where my dad um, earned a Medal of Honor because he saved a little boy when he ran through a plate glass sliding glass uh, door and he got a piece of glass in his heart. And my father... Uh, saved his life. Wow. And that little boy was you. Just kidding. Because <laughs> I'm quite sure you've bonked into a fucking sliding glass I door have. once or twice. I have. I, ran, I, mean, <laughs> I fully ran through one yeah. at a party in high school. I actually did do that. I The door fully came out. <laughs> it didn't even shatter. It came okay. off the frame. The wall the came down. Literally. 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 The entire Now, I mean, to be door. fair, we've all gone into the glass door and it is fucking embarrassing it's like getting hit with the volleyball mm. in the fucking head mm. in the stands mm. okay mm. 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 <laughs> yeah so anyway in illinois so it's called the cannabis regulation and tax act and it will take effect in 2020 and it will let people automatically receive clemency for convictions of up to 30 grams of cannabis and those convicted with larger amounts between 30 and 500 grams can petition a court to have the charge lifted so it's it's going to physically destroy the records or return them to the petitioner and to obliterate the petitioner's name from any official index or public record or both. So it's pretty fucking awesome 
they're going to be yes if you've been in prison and out or you had it on a record it's going to be completely expunged if maybe you're in there now just for marijuana you can petition to get out and you will get out because marijuana or cannabis of like that certain level or whatever is legal so why would you be in prison for something that's legal you can't be so i think that's great and it's um apparently 18 states in the uh, in our united states have decriminalized marijuana and right but they well they've made it legal but they haven't done this right and 34 states allow patients with health complaints to use medical marijuana so but illinois um is the latest state to offer clemency for marijuana convictions and last month you might remember a little um presidential candidate named jay inslee from the great state of washington who he gave marijuana offenders the ability to have their sentences vacated in his state so he just did that this year. And um, I hope that more states follow and marijuana they at will. least becomes, it's got to, if once, they will. it's just like gay marriage. Once one starts, the domino effect has to take place. And just place. like legalizing marijuana. Exactly. So it's going to happen. So if you're listening from prison and you're on a <laughs> oh marijuana charge. Oh my God, charge, that would warm the heartstrings so hard. And anyone who's had a marijuana charge or whatever, and we've all fucking had a whatever, like your time is around the corner. And it's and you know what? It's about fucking time. And it's fact the time's been overdue because long you're overdue. not a criminal. You didn't do anything wrong. You're just trying to fucking live. And you you're should get your fucking something. voting rights back too. get your voting back, voting rights back. And you know what? You should be given a free fucking eighth of pot for <laughs> your travel. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much, and we are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast in Money 20 if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one hour of non-politics randomness and $2 for two hours a week of non-politics randomness. Last year, at this time, we auctioned off an authentic Cardi B pork rind that I stole from the set of a Pepsi commercial, (laughs) and I then got cut out of it. And that's the kind of sacrifices that we make for the Patreon podcast. My karmic retribution for pilfering a celebrity pork rind was swift and painful. But you know what, Meow Meow? It was worth it. As we said before, Bridget Jenis won the drawing, and we mailed it to her in a huge box so it wouldn't get crushed. Because again... That's how we get down <laughs> for the fucking That's Patreon right. piece. So if you're interested in being part of our fram, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to check out some free episodes and see if you like it. Just scroll down to find the episodes <laughs> that are unlocked and take a listen. Also, we want to ask you listeners to please go to starburns.audio and leave a comment mentioning how much you love this podcast and how perfect and hilarious we are. And that way we can use our clout and cachet to book some big guests this year. That's right. It is starburns.audio. S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S dot audio. A-U-D-I-O. You don't have to put www dot. You don't have to put dot com. Just put starburns.audio into the search bar or into the address bar or you can go to Google just search Starburns Audio and the information will come up you scroll down to the bottom of the screen it says contact there'll be a list of shows don't put our show just put Starburns Audio all shows and then put 
Um, it'll be so you just contact the main dude, the main people over there. Just be like, we love dumb gay politics. Best show on your network. Everything complimentary. Everything good, good, good. And it's like we will slowly move up until we can start getting big guests. We're gonna have them help us get big guests. We're right. gonna get big guests. That's right. what we want. We want to get. We have Money's to get. We, we have to. to get we it. We have to. We have to. <laughs> we got to. And we it's our to. mission statement, anyways. We want right. to fucking influence this election. Yeah. We want to help be the change we want to see. And we didn't just fucking put three years of our lives into this to fucking deal with Trump again. Oh God. And we'll stay. We'll stay when it's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And we'll, we'll still we'll talk shit. Here. We'll talk shit yes, still. Yes. We'll still yes. be like, where are the receipts, bitch? Right. Where are the receipts? <laughs> <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And money, 20. Give me <laughs> How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand he's just a little brought down because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man don't get strung up by the way i look don't judge a book by its cover i'm not much of a man by the light of day but by night i'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation 
But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs>